Hello and welcome to Beyond Top 10 Tennis. My name is Dr. Ashley Morgan Burge and I'm your host. I am the author of 11 books, a CEO of 12 years, the founder of a startup set on data privacy, most importantly, an elite performance coach of over 18 years, having worked with athletes throughout Europe, the United States to Australia. And most excitingly, I am the world's leading scientist on coach and athlete performance, specifically behind how to develop a top 10 tennis ranking. My work includes everything from mitigating injuries to conditioning behaviors that set a player up long-term for the long game towards a top 10 tennis ranking. I am behind theories from the optimal performance theory, optimal behavior for optimal performance, the barrier breaker, the rule of transference to the golden rule. As has become custom, each episode we dive into one of my books to share additional insights and dig a little bit deeper. We've been focusing on the secrets to optimal performance success with over 40 episodes to date with today's episode marking number 50. Oh my goodness. Today's topic plays its own role like so many other episodes in developing the player parent to coach for that road ahead towards a top 10 tennis ranking. So as always, buckle in and enjoy the ride. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, For those of you who have been with us for some time now, I I will let you know the why behind today's episode shortly, but thank you so much. For those of you who are new, thank you so much for tuning in. I really would encourage you to have a look at, uh, especially some of our previous episodes, maybe two or two, three of our last ones to get a feel of where we're really going. Uh, And now right into it, um, on the secrets to optimal performance success, we are on chapter one, the coach-athlete relationship. And last episode, which was part four um, of this, I think, elaboration of sharing those additional insights, we finished really abruptly. And I thought that was it. That was it for the chapter. So, okay, we're going to move on to the next. And then I realized that's not fair. Um, There is so much more, I think, wrapped between the pages. Um, Even though that last section on performance expectations dived into all the other facets discussed, I thought, let's give it a final hurrah. Um, And I think, again, if you're new, that's why I would encourage you to just to get up the speed with those previous episodes but today's episode I'm going to do my best to really give I think a, a good roundup and I wanted to start on the coach parent relationship and I say that because I just finished writing one of our weekly blogs that come out so you may or may not read them I would definitely encourage you to because I share additional insights there but I think one of the biggest I think topics and or um, discussions there is that not every player athlete is going to have access to that parent and or 
guardian and that is completely understandable and it was it's just made me realize it's so important to clarify this so whether you are that uh, parent and or guardian out there no I, I get you but also the the player um, to athletes out there because mum dad parent guardian it, it, whoever they're not always going to be available for various reasons it may just be really simple as time and availability and it's not um uh, it's not as such that the parent or guardian does not care they don't want to be there or I, i genuinely hope that's not the case more often than not it's to do with time constraints and that's why when we're looking at that coach parent relationship and its role in the coach athlete relationship and recall that triangular relationship um why we really want to give mum dad parent guardian a nudge here to say if you are not available well first please let me know but second help me find someone who could be so that adult figure it could be an aunt it could be an uncle it's that trusted person you can depend on um, on a consistent basis and I think that's really important um, in previous episodes we've touched on if no one's available how you can use your friends so that in a circle your your best friend and they might not even play tennis let alone sport and it's not so much about that it's about having someone ideally an adult figure however to be able to brainstorm with but nudge you and guide you in the direction that you want to go in so for argument's sake let's say the direction you want to head in is towards that top 10 tennis ranking um, those conversations are going to be accountable in a way that you are sticking to the long game that you're integrating the seven keys that your coach is working with you on that uh, the planning that has been put into play and essentially every single fragment of this book all those sections come into play and we're only up to or discussing more i think broadly now just chapter one and there are so many different facets that are accommodated within i think this relationship dynamic whether it is the coach athlete relationship or coach parent relationship and because of these moving parts that are constant I really want to encourage everyone out there to keep a journal and you may have a journal for just everything in general that you write in on a regular basis but this specific journal we want to plan our performance and a rule of thumb here is that you should be able to talk with your coach about this and or go over this and have their guidance now if they are not available to help you in this respect that raises a few questions now these questions then should be shared please with that adult figure uh, whether it's if it's your parent and or guardian wonderful if it is someone else that uh, your parent and or guardian has encouraged and or who has been made available to just discuss I think these elements of your game that's good 
but you go, where, where am I going with this? So one of, I think, the key conversations in this chapter is the discussion around hiring and firing your coach. Now, this was really dived into in part three, so two episodes back. Then we touched on this in part four. But I wanted to, I think, highlight here in today's episode, so part five, specifically how these two interplay. We want that parent or guardian figure to help nudge that child, that athlete, that player towards making tough decisions. And I think tough can be uh, interpreted in various ways, but it's really the the important decision-making process. And this is um, fundamentally for players, athletes, within that developmental spectrum, but you're setting them up for success. And this transfers obviously in play, but then in life. So that obviously is a play on words of uh, the seven keys to optimize your life, which is uh, my most latest book. But I think why this episode has come about, because again, if you've been following along, I've had a heavy writing week. And yes, that latest text, that latest book is getting closer and closer. And please, please, please keep all those fingers crossed for it to be launched um, in time for Christmas. That is my goal. And so before, just before, a few weeks before the Australian uh, tennis, or no, Australian summer series kicks off. <laughs> and oh my goodness, there's some really key parts. But that's why I wanted to share a few secrets um, with you to just give you a nudge in that right direction so you don't have to wait too long. (laughs) But how I think this all interrelates is we're looking at that guide. So that guide post in a way to nudge that player athlete, the child, in the direction they designed to go in to uh, question some of their decisions to make them think about where they're going and why they've come to that conclusion. Now, it's really about, there's no right or wrong here. It's about being questioned and knowing how to handle that because we want to upskill, that we want to empower that child as they grow and keeping in mind the developmental spectrum, whether they're 8, 9, 10, very early on to 16, 17 years of age. But it's empowering them with the tools. So knowing how to make those key decisions that can be quite tough of what's right for them. And I think I use the word tough because when you have a coach and you've built a wonderful, hopefully, rapport relationship with them, over a set period of time. It could be six months, it could be six years, um, if they're 16, 17 years of age, for example. But if they realize they need more, that they've, they've reached probably their maximum capacity with that coach, which happens, I think, more often than not. Um, that, though that's, that's another conversation to be had. And essentially, that conversation is about this does not need to happen. So this transfer away um, from, you know, one coach to to the next, it actually can be avoided if that coach upskills. 
they upskill with the seven keys and I think that is why I put so much uh, time uh, essentially the last 11 years into building this body of work which um, will come to a capstone with this next release which I'm really excited about it's essentially that that missing piece uh, so sh though it's all about that these transfers happen because coaches often excel in one area or another a developmental high performance to the elite and uh, there, there are different I think transitions that happen because they don't understand I think that the stages of development that happen in between and I think the intricacies that happen between the end of that 10-year playing cycle and the transition into that next 10 years of play which is outlined in I'm your tennis coach and guru but when we're looking at the coach-athlete relationship and or the need to hire fire your coach that decision-making process this has all been accounted for in these releases so more or I think most specifically the secrets to optimal performance success and if that player athlete stumbles across this book and reads it they will begin to understand i think the the different moving pieces if you like um, accommodated within this framework and this is just one so you have the secret stop more coaching success which is later on and then you have the what is your game missing series so there's three texts there that are, that are quite extensive that then condition the athlete that player with um key technical uh inferences so uh technical dynamics that they can integrate with into their game so there it's pro progressive though we're pulling it back then because if you have that coach athlete relationship that is able to pull on new knowledge and is able to upskill we want that coach to upskill and grow in um, cohesion with and in conjunction with then their player athlete so as their athlete is progressing their game is evolving hopefully the coaches as well hopefully their knowledge base is as well to allow that play athlete to keep up to keep pace with the long game so that the time comes when they need to um, separate and that a player needs a new coach when that coach no longer upskills so no longer keeps pace um, though I think the most rewarding and exciting aspect here with this release that will come out later this year again fingers crossed is that you do get to a plateau whereas you get to know what it really takes you have all the keys you know how to secure that top 10 tennis ranking and maintain that level of play and that's when the focus isn't so much about the upkeep of knowledge it's about maintaining and being so incredibly focused to make sure you don't slip to make sure you don't lose focus because if you do at that level of play and this will be elaborated in this next release so if you do you lose you lose a grip of the top 10 which means you are no longer inside the top 10 tennis rankings and this is really exciting really exciting work and again if you're familiar with the previous episodes it's, you know we're talking science it's all backed by data here which makes it even more powerful 
So this is the initial steps to pave the way to get there and you want that growth to continue. So you look at players currently inside the top 10 and they have that level of maintenance. Those who lose, who regress outside is because they've skipped out on that level of foci. But then you have the ones who stay and stay and then longer and you know that level of focus. And obviously the player who comes to mind like right now is Djokovic because of that, that level he's been able to sustain with that level of uh, foci in this respect is what it means to maintain a top 10 tennis ranking. And of course, um, a, a lot of that player's um, performances and their metrics is incorporated into our data. We have the newcomers, we are their terms. So you can look at whether it's the Medvedev who's been there for some time, to Zarev now who's back, and or Alcaraz who's more of a newcomer, but more so I'm gonna say Sinner, who is a bit more new. However, um, that's of no surprise to us because he was actually earmarked at the same time Elkraz was to ascend inside the top 10. So this is and or was expected. So his most recent win, which may date today's episode, um, is of no surprise. It was just when. Um, and it should, should be shown soon. This is the same as apparent on the WCA Tour. That level of maintenance of Swiatek is astounding because you've got that level of performance. And another player who's been able to maintain their hold, but actually keep quite quiet in this respect is Pagula, who's been very consistent. Rubikina's has been pretty good. Gorf, of course, and we've touched on that in recently. And the new number one, obviously, is Sabalenka. So again, dating today's episode, because I'm sure these rankings are going to change obviously whenever you're listening whether it's next week uh, next month or next year but the irony here is that we know what it takes to maintain this hold but you might think I'm getting really off topic but this is all correlated with that coach athlete relationship and that decision making process and <laughs> which is really exciting if there is a need to hire or fire your coach and making sure uh, there is that level of maintenance there. Uh, interestingly, more often than not, these players do not need to fire their coach because they've been able to upkeep their knowledge and maintain this. Uh, that that uh, was more so insinuated and shared more specifically in the text, uh, what is your game missing to win? Um, so that's a, f a few books back and really started to unwrap this discussion, which I think this latest book that's going to come out completes. Uh, I don't like saying complete, but it really um, adds to it and almost completes. It really uh, rounds it out so you know directly what it takes because that has been a, a missing piece in a manner of speaking. But it all draws directly back to this coach-athlete relationship and why I felt um, 
a responsibility as such to really elaborate before we close down this chapter because it really intersects these, these two key moving parts. And I think when we look at the broader scheme then of this chapter, it crosses over into new territory for some because sure, we can look at the coach-parent relationship that we've touched on and we know it's important importance throughout the performance spectrum whether you're 12 whether you're 16 whether you're 21 um, how fundamental it is obviously in the later years the young adult years because you're still when you're in your late 20s you're still that young adult um, but this is going to vary on perception to understandings etc but at that age, you're not so much reliant on those impressions, which we have a really interesting uh, blog post coming up about susceptibilities to vulnerabilities in this area and how the coach-athlete relationship is really responsible for this. But not obviously for everything, but for that play-athlete's performance. I'm not giving the coaches the responsibility of everything. I we clearly acknowledge that there's a clear distinction between coach and parent uh, so that's not obviously what I am insinuating is about when that play athlete comes to you as that coach and they're in your presence and we're looking at specifically performance how that coach athlete relationship what comes under that banner and discussions that can be had and those discussions can be even more helpful when that parent and or guardian or tr other trusted person is, is brought into that discussion for that child to learn so that play athlete to learn about these decisions to keep them accountable to keep them on track so we've discussed that we've touched on that and obviously when it comes to hiring your firing your coach this chapter has more details that i'm not going to go into obviously the episode itself um, has really a lot and it cared, um, shared some key segments from this uh the chapter directly but the talent identification which again was touched on very briefly in our um, part four but more obviously widely in its own episode it's so important not to think it's the only way we've had episodes on different pathways you can take from collegiate systems to you know playing overseas um, it, it really varies depending where you're based uh, we're based here in Australia so playing overseas is really a, a fundamental option otherwise you're reliant on talent identification systems that are incredibly unhealthy because and I have written about this and spoken about this it does not uphold the values of the coach-athlete relationship whether they think they do or not um, we know that it's not the case and unfortunately because of this we also know the negative effects or impacts that players experience when they think that is their only option especially because finances and or budget um, constraints is a really big topic topic of conversation and i'm sure that's um, universal and it's making sure um if you want to achieve a top 10 tennis ranking it is accessible and affordable and that is where AMA International comes in 
because a lot of these academies um, do charge um, significant amounts and that's not what the discussion really is about but if you refer to AIM International and you look on the long game um, over say that 10-year pathway we're looking at in roughly $300,000 saved because of I think the the, the variances but because we, we go straight to the source you have access you have direct access there is um, there's no shortcuts it's we know what we're doing we've got science on our side we've got the data on our side and there is an explicitly clear pathway that you're able to access and ascertain and obviously the coach athlete relationship forms a bedrock of that it's the fa- absolute foundations and it's getting that right from the beginning if you're changing from one academy to the next to the next to the next to the next it gets quite complicated and I feel for you because you're, you're really looking for, you know, that, that missing piece, your own missing piece to, I think, make sure that the right mix is there long term. Because we also know if you're able to find that, that long term uh, mix, that refers to the golden rule, which again is in what is your game missing to win which is really important to be mindful of. But if you miss out or you feel as though you miss out, then again in this chapter we talk on uh, mental stability to depression and anxiety. Now parts, you know, uh, three from recall to part two and three and four even touched on this, um, some more directly and more broadly to very briefly. And I'm going to be very brief here because it's really the offset it's an implication however we know when we need to consider um, the coach-athlete relationship and the wider developmental spectrum that children try um, (laughs) young adults can become susceptible to this so in their especially in their developmental years their teenage years and again the when we're looking at performance expectations for example in our previous episodes in the pressure that comes with that but pressure then in life what it's like being a teenager a child these days irrespective of what the adults in the room think it's about what that child play athlete thinks and or feels now the obviously this is about um, it being invisible and and just not being conscious because you cannot see it so it's about establishing a really good relationship to make sure you are available as a coach or parent to have those conversations that your child for the parents feels comfortable of having those conversations with you for that coach that your player your athlete feels comfortable and confident enough to be able to speak to you and also then to the parent the guardian to that trusted advisor again trust there that child feels like they can just come talk to you which is absolutely fundamental this then has direct i think um, associations with um, a player's behavior so irrespective from mental stability and with where conditioning uh, mental conditioning in this respect to address mental stability but indirectly also address uh, tools to be given uh, about to understand what depression is and what it means to anxiety and how we can manage these tools that are to empower the player the athlete to manage these symptoms or 
or, or emotions and it's about normalizing it as well because we also know the frequency at what this happens even within this demographic it's incredibly high and so it's equipping coaches to say if you have five players on the court, there's a very good chance two of them are experiencing um, depression and or anxiety and or something with their mental health and stabilizing that, having the tools of mental stability may not be in their arsenal. And how can you help? How can you use tennis as a tool to help them better manage their physical, uh, mental and emotional health? And the good news is that you can. You just need to upskill in this respect. So looking again at this coach-athlete relationship and what goes into it. So that's when we have the conversation then about play behavior. And again, we know this is um, <laughs> systemic in a way and how it is developed. And again, we've got some really interesting blog posts on this, but more so obviously there's a whole episode on this topic. We've touched on it in previous um, episode, recent episodes in this, I think the revisiting these parts sections, but it's how does it really tie in? It's about being mindful of um, behavioral implications from outside influences. So um, last episode in part four, we touched on social media, for example, and those um, influences. But today's episode, really want to focus on how um, the coach and or parent influence that and impact that and or whoever that child, that player, that athlete is spending most of their time with. So their friends, um, their school environment and or the environment at that club and or academy irrespective of where you are. And so if you notice uh, less than conducive behaviours in that player athlete, it's about questioning what's causing it. Because more often than not, it's actually not uh, contrary to popular belief that child's that players that athlete's fault um, however if they if if they have been pulled up on it that's a bit different but it's about acknowledging what's causing that what has been influencing that and how can we correct that and there, there can be really helpful signs that can show on the tennis court to mitigate off-court behaviors as well where or they could become vulnerable um, in certain scenarios and that's obviously where that triangular relationship is really important so for the coach feels comfortable to have a chat to that parent to that guardian about you know I, I think we need to have a conversation around this and or with um, the player athlete to try to mitigate those type of things potentially happening and it's just making sure that I think that the space is there for, again, those conversations to be had. And that's when this chapter, you know, we've touched on mental stability and, and obviously it's crossover with depression and anxiety. And then last episode we touched on, I think more broadly, performance expectations and pressure. And I did write um, a very, I think, extensive blog in that respect to recognize what pressure is, where pressure comes from, and being able to manage that. Obviously, if you want to have more learn more recall part four how we revisited and we really dived into that but i think again look every episode we like making sure there's this humanized approach and i haven't touched on that yet today but i think it 
it goes without saying that every single aspect that I've touched on, it's in life itself. So it is that humanized approach there. Every player, every athlete is an individual. Every coach is that adult. Every parent and or guardian is that adult, is their own person. So it's being able to acknowledge that um, there's almost a clean slate, whereas everyone um, is an individual and we need to, I think, learn the tools that we may not have to better manage these type of situations. However, in order to manage these type of situations, again, it's about the upskill, but also that, that growth that remains continuous then with that athlete. For their parent and or guardian, it's quite different or trusted advisor. It's being able to make sure you're that uh, trusted source. And that is actually an incredibly invaluable tool and or not necessarily a tool, but uh, if that playing athlete child has that person they can rely on and trust throughout that pathway, throughout that long game, then they are primed. They are in the best, I think, headspace um, in a manner of speaking to ascend towards that top 10 tennis ranking. Thank you so much for joining us today. I didn't want to overload you. I wanted to try to surmise uh, this initial chapter uh, concisely, but not too much. So I know a lot of our, I think, past episodes have been quite extensive. If not, our previous one was almost double the duration of today's episode. But I think that's the point. So if you pair uh, part four with today's episode, part five, you'll really get, I think, the gist of it with um, both respective blog posts as well. That's how they have been designed. So it's a little different, a little bit of a different format just to finish off this chapter. And I felt like um, you were owed that in the best possible way just to share those additional insights and or, I think, modifications, adaptations in, I think, different um, aspects. Um, to really knuckle down on that coach-athlete relationship and you know if you're unsure of anything that has been discussed throughout these episodes then please let me know and look after all today's episode marked number 50 and oh my goodness I cannot believe it that is so incredibly exciting so for those of you who have just joined us thank you so much Uh, but those of you who have been with us for some time Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh my goodness, how far we have come. Uh, To grab a copy of The Secrets to Optimal Performance Success, head on over to AMA International. That is amainternational.com. For any comments or questions, head to AMA Auto Topic Thread. That's that social platform set on data privacy. To interact with Beyond Top 10 Tennis, head on over to Twitter, Threads, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Or to catch up on our weekly coaching tips, head on over to TikTok. And to catch up on our blogs, head directly to AMA International. Look for our blogs tab 
or head on over to Medium. And as always, I will leave all the links in the episode notes. And for something different, head on over to Pink Octopus Books. That is where my fictional release is. Uh, To view this week's question and poll, be sure to visit Spotify if you're listening on another platform. Or for something left of field, visit Spruik for some random polls. And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, like, share, and or all of the above would be absolutely phenomenal. For those of you who are interested, we do have scholarships available on AIMA International, as well as options to work with me exclusively, especially to optimize your performance towards that top 10 in tennis ranking. Places are incredibly limited, so don't be shy and come and say hi to make sure you don't miss out. On that note, thank you so much for listening. I am so incredibly grateful. I am your host, Dr. Ashley Morgan-Burge, and this is Beyond Top 10 Tennis, and I'll see you next time.